It's Tuesday, May 1st, 2018, and this is a great, great America. Previously on the show... The California attack, where these animals, they're total animals, they became radicalized. What's even more disturbing, if you're terms of looking into the future is other people knew what they were doing. There were bombs, pipe bombs laying all over the floor. Right. They had other people that knew what was going on, and nobody reported it. They used the excuse they didn't want to be racial profilers. They wanted to be politically correct. By the way, the people that said that, I think, in their own way, they're guilty. We've been fighting this war since 2001, and we tried hard to believe that the war didn't include American Muslims. But there is nothing else we can do. We need to ban the hateful expression of Islam in this country. American Muslims have committed atrocities in the name of Islam. We are done with it. It's time to get tough. Frankly, the quicker they renounce it, the better things will be for them. My name is Daniel, and this is my story of a great, great America. Each week, we encourage our listeners to send us their stories of a great, great America. Last week, one of our younger listeners sent in a story of true bravery. We called Daniel and asked him to read his essay for the show. My neighbor across the street, Matthew, has been my best friend since we were babies. Our families have always been close. A few weeks ago, we made big plans for an upcoming weekend. Our teachers had two days of in-service, which means that the kids got a four-day weekend. We were going to live on microwave burritos and cool ranch burritos for four straight days while playing video games on his new Xbox. It was going to be epic. Since the ban on Muslims passed, the hardcore Muslims who didn't publicly convert by Renunciation Day have become desperate for any path to jihad. Jihad doesn't sleep. Jihad doesn't respect our neighbors. Jihad doesn't respect our children. Muslim jihad is the new horror that awaits us every night. We must be vigilant and take all measures to stop it. I went to sleep that night thinking about the great time we were going to have. I texted him the next morning, but he didn't reply. I called him a few hours later, got his voicemail. After a few more hours, the daylight began fading. I walked over to his house and knocked on the door. No answer. But as I was walking back to my house, I saw the three dots on our text message. This meant he was typing a reply. I looked back at the house, but the blinds were closed. The dots disappeared. A few minutes later, I finally got a text back. It said, sorry, can't get together. I wrote back, why? After a pause, the answer came back. I'm sick. I was so disappointed. I wrote back, okay, feel better. The next morning, he sent me a text. We're all sick. You can't come over. I looked out the window at his house across the street. The blinds were still closed. Okay. I remembered a creepypasta about this family in Boston. They'd been tied up and held prisoner in their own home for days while waiting to be murdered one at a time. I called him on the phone just to hear his voice and make sure he was safe. He answered after a few rings. Hello? How are you feeling? There was a pause on the other end. He said, still sick. It's pretty bad. He didn't sound like himself. Something was wrong. I asked, do you think you'll feel good enough to hang out tomorrow? He paused for too long. Again, no, I'll probably be too sick to hang out this weekend, but I may be well enough for school on Monday. We said goodbye. I set up my iPad on our living room couch. 
I turned on the TV and looked out the window to see if anything suspicious happened across the street. This happened a few days ago after the ban on Muslims first passed, so the TV news played reports of angry, desperate Muslims who didn't convert by Renunciation Day. Because nobody wants to take away their rights. Do you believe this? It's so unbelievable. And at some point, they won't be going away. They'll be shooting us here, all right? They're not going to be going over to Syria. They're not going to be going over to these other places. They'll stay right here. Border agents were checking for people leaving the country, but the news said that some of them were staying here in secret, staying here in secret, planning to attack. Sunday night, I saw him carrying out trash to the curb. I ran out to meet him in front of the garage. He looked shaken. Are you okay? He looked back to the house. Yeah, I'm okay. Just 